Zippity doo dah, zippity yay. I'm gonna blow all you dirtbag pegs away. Plenty of bullets, I'm gonna spray. Zippity doo dah, zippity yay. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Under the Call of MS. Deadpool, little same quote, whatever. All right. Today we're going to have a little stack variety of Marvel comics here. Starting out with Absolute Carnage, Chapter 1, The Bleeding King. This is number one of the Absolute Carnage run. Act 1 of the lowest points of his life. Or at one of the lowest points of his life. Disgraced reporter Eddie Brock came into contact with an aggressive and parasitic alien organism called a symbiote. Sensing Brock's anger, the creature bonded with him, and their union granted him powers similar to those of the Amazing Spider-Man, as well as a number of unique abilities, and the two fought crime as venom. But Brock and the symbiote are separated now, driven apart after Eddie learned it had been tampering with his memories prior to the War of the Realms. He also learned that he has a son named Dylan, who has been led to believe that Eddie is his older brother. All this while a familiar evil has been at work on the periphery of Eddie's world, with Eddie and everyone he cares about dead in its sights. Somehow Brock will need to keep himself and his son alive through the coming storm. Uh, this is a, one of the big runs that I'm heavily interested and in, invested into. I'm going to keep running through these, but this is a good deep look at Eddie Brock and his child. He comes to... Spider-Man to have him help uh, Eddie's kid out, and Spidey's got his nephew with them and stuff, and they end up having to deal with different, lots of different symbiote entities that Carnage is creating and sending out after Eddie trying to get this, his symbiote from him. Uh, but yeah, if you if you haven't been on the Absolute Carnage run, it is a very fun, interesting, nicely drawn, lots of action type of run. And I also checked out, uh, this one was Absolute Carnage number four. Yeah, I know I jumped and missed number two and three. But I had to buy this one because it was a special cover with the Spider-Man anti-symbiote suit. He's got all this really weird weaponry and stuff. And this <laughs> suit that would basically make him unable to perform much action at all. <laughs> There's tons of huge, massive weapons coming out of it. Warheads and stuff like that. And I like that he's got a little webbed headband. <laughs> But for years, the symbiotes of the Marvel Universe have been leaving microscopic pieces of genetic material 
called codices in the bodies of their host. And Cletus Cassidy, bonded with a godly symbiote known as the Grendel, has returned to claim them. Venom and Spider-Man have recruited previous hosts to get their codices extracted and help in the fight against Carnage. But while they were putting previous heroes of the Marvel Universe through the machine, which incapacitates them for a few hours, Carnage found his way into their safe house. With Carnage's legion of doppelgangers ready to pounce, the Venom symbiote attacked, attached to Eddie Brock decided it was time <clears throat> to find a host who was strong enough to take down Carnage. Bruce Banner, the Immortal Hulk. Yeah, this is still staying strong. Uh, you get get to see a lot of stuff with Spidey and uh, Teddy Brock again throughout this and his son. And of course, Carnage is working on trying to get into the Hulk, and you'll also see other characters throughout this this issue, like Captain America, The Thing, Wolverine, uh, variety of characters throughout this, and still staying strong. Still a very enjoyable run. So check those out. And then we're going to jump to a little something different here. Deadpool, Back in Black, number one. I'm just going to read you the Deadpool words in the beginning. Base, base front, true believers. Your old pal Deadpool is here, welcoming you to the radical 80s. That's right. Hop in your DeLorean and zoom back in time to the age of Reaganomics and shoulder pads. And speaking of 80s fashion, it's also the era when my close personal friend Spider-Man wore a hip and slimming black costume. That turned out to actually be an alien symbiote. Who would have guessed? I mean, aside from me. When I briefly wore it before he did. And you, since you're from the future, and know the symbiote goes on to become Venom. But I bet you didn't know what happened before that. Because the story has never been told until now. Like totally read on for sure. Yeah, you get to see the symbiote suit affecting Deadpool and Brock and Spidey. You get to see how it's matured through the times. How it initially got came to fruition and attacked everybody and how they find out about how it doesn't like the loud noises and stuff like that. It's just in here you find a few other Marvel characters again and it's just it mainly focuses on the symbiote itself. It's fun and interesting how you how it all started out and began and it's a nice little look back at, at that uh, at those issues happening at that time 
And then we're going to jump over to Spidey, Spider-Man Deadpool number one. Got this because it's got Spider-Man mowing the Cousin It style character on the cover, which is Hawk Gwen. <laughs> All right. Monsters Unleashed. When giant monsters known as Leviathans start raining from the sky and wreaking havoc all over the world, it is up to the heroes of Earth to stop them. But even working together, the Avengers, Champions, X-Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Inhumans might be up against a threat too large for them to tackle. Wave after wave of Leviathans attack, bent on raising the razzing the world, and it seems like only a miracle can save the Earth now. A miracle named Spider-Man. And another miracle named Deadpool. In this one, you find some conflict with Spidey and Deadpool. You got a group of witches that Deadpool's dealing with, and they're going to kill off Deadpool, and Spidey appears to... It's just hilarious. I don't want to give away how he appears or why he appears and stuff, but you got to read what the witches are doing and how what causes Spider-Man to appear. But it's, it's this is a very fun run, very enjoyable. And, of course, like they said, you have the big leviathans and stuff that they got to deal with and all the creatures, and then the witches got to deal with their issues of being good or bad. And, all that stuff, but yeah, this is a thing that I don't know how far it ran or what they did with this one, but I definitely am going to pick up the rest of them and keep this run going as I come across them, but <laughs> it's just, uh, you can't go wrong. You put Spidey and Deadpool together, you're going to laugh. You're going to have fun, so. Then the last one here that we're going to check out is <clears throat> we got issue two of Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood. The mysterious mutant has gone by many names and lived many different lives. Many tales have been told of his exploits. Many more remain unsung. These are some of those untold tales. Some of his bloodiest battles from across the ages. Raw and exposed for the first time. This is Wolverine, Black, and Blood. Still staying strong with beautiful artwork. Loving this. Loving this run. Loving the way it looks. Uh, you get the. Have the annoying Sabretooth appear and deal with a bunch of stuff and. With Wolverine, they come into issues together. Wolverine and uh, Deep Ride are in here. You're going to be finding out more about their their relationship, how they work together, and they have to deal with this the trickster character that just I uh, can't. Having brain brain loss right now, <laughs> coming up with the characters' names, but yeah, he's he's in here, and you're gonna have to 
Rita, oh, Arcade, that's it. I, don't, I got Trickster stuck in my head, which I believe is DC. But, uh, yeah, Arcade is the main evil character in this issue. And, yeah, like I said, you also have Sabretooth and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, see what he does to Wolverine and Kitty Pride. I'm pretty sure it's Kitty Pride. I, I screw up that stuff all the time. But I'm pretty positive I'm right on now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's staying strong. Still loving the artwork. And going to keep up on, on that run throughout. And they are coming out with some other nice black, white, and red cartoons, which I believe I mentioned before. But check those out. Enjoy them. And just doing that. That little description of those comics put a smile on my face, which on um, my last podcast, I know I sound, probably sounded more down. Just that time of year where depression kicks into maximum overdrive and you're just not in the mood for a lot of stuff and just can't get those depression thoughts out of your head. Weather doesn't help. Just gotta try and make best with what you can. So gotta get the things out of get, get the monster out of your head but there are things you can do like cognitive behavioral therapy can help you manage your pain and fatigue and your emotions and stuff imagine if someone constantly told you that your multiple sclerosis made you an unproductive member of society that your balance issues meant you would be using a wheelchair soon, or your occasional memory lapses would morph into a future with severe cognition issues, or even that because of your MS, you wouldn't be able to take care of your family. You'd probably cut that horribly negative person out of your life, right? Imagine if that person was you. Imagine having those kinds of thoughts and not being able to stop. It's like every day, it's like all you can think about is negative shit. <clears throat> things you can do to help out with stuff like that is different types of therapy and that's where cognitive behavioral therapy comes into yeah that's cbt you got at act act which is acceptance and commitment therapy yeah mbct which is mindfulness-based cognitive therapy uh, cbt cognitive behavioral therapy is a Widely accepted type of talk therapy that's been around since the 1950s. It's based on the idea that how you think, what you feel, and how you act are all linked. I truly believe that our mental process is a huge part of our body and our lifestyle. It's one of the most important things. Because, like, I've believe I've mentioned before when I've been in the hospital and stuff, I basically go into a meditative state and just try and mentally heal the areas that are damaged and try and mentally heal my mind enough to keep me in a positive state. If you learn how to manage your negative thoughts or behaviors, that helps you feel better. The goal is to learn how to identify unproductive thoughts and then change them to help help you rather than harm you. 
A related form of psychotherapy that focuses on thoughts and feelings is acceptance and commitment therapy. In general, people either tend to ruminate on their thoughts or avoid them. By learning how to accept your negative thoughts and allowing them to pass by without judgment, you can prevent them from causing you harm. Mindfulness-based cognitive therapy operates along the same lines as ACT. One goal is to recognize that although a thought may be realistic and valid, it's not useful to you. If it's negative, just get it out of your life. Be done with it. So many people just constantly bitch about all these things that they can't do nothing about. And so much of it is government, worldly. Can't do nothing about it. Don't stress on it. Don't freak out. Don't worry about it. It's just going to bring you down and harm you and others around you more than it's going to do any good. CBT has been cognitive behavioral therapy has been used for people with MS for more than two decades. And research shows it can be effective for the depression and anxiety associated with the disease. There are also studies on CBT's impact on pain management and fatigue. CBT can be done with a therapist or on your own with books or apps, although therapists say the do-it-yourself version requires self-motivation and may not be effective if you have a high level of distress. CBT is covered under most types of health insurance with mental health benefits, and our insurances have gotten better over the past couple of years. So look into things if you want any special type of therapies and stuff. Even if you want to do like acupuncture, acupressure, stuff like that, physical therapies. Yeah, studies show that the most effective course of CBT therapy is 8 to 16 sessions. Generally, sessions last an hour and are done weekly in person or by phone with homework in between. <clears throat> Nowadays, I'm sure they got that. A lot of ones that will do the online video therapy and stuff because of the COVID things. Go and be around other people. If you want extra CBT resources, uh, or so you can try try it on your own. Uh, recommended books and apps are books. Get out. Get out of your mind and into your life. The New Acceptance and Commitment Therapy by Stephen C. Hayes. Uh, by New Harbinger Publications. It was done in 2005. Uh, Solve for Happy. Engineer Your Path to Joy by Mo Gaudat. Uh, done by Gallery Books in 2017. Yeah, the... The Stress and Mood Management Program for Individuals with Multiple Sclerosis from the Oxford Press in 2010. And Cognitive Therapy for Chronic Pain, a Step-by-Step Guide. Second edition by Beverly E. Thorne from the Guilford, Guilford Press. It was done in 2017. And for apps, you can do the Wobot. It's 
W-O-E-B-O-T dot I-O. This is a free CBT app developed by Stanford University. Psychologist offers daily lessons and check-ins for people with depression or anxiety. And yeah, Curable, which is curablehealth.com. C-U-R-A-B-L-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. This online CBT pain psychology program features Clara, a virtual pain coach with lessons and exercises to manage pain. You can try it, try it for free, but then you'll need to pay anywhere from $5.99 to $14.99 a month or maybe more because I don't know when this was published. Uh, well, actually, this is a 2021 now that I look at it so there's things some things to help with getting your mind set straight and in a positive direction so try those things out it's like you know, one of the big things um, that set my depression off this week was I got those shoe inserts and I gotta wear the shoes at least half the day just to get the foot to recognize the position and get used to everything because there's just you didn't when you have a damaged misformed misfigured limb you don't realize how actually mis disfigured it is until someone's trying to do measurements to figure out how to get everything level and it's like she (laughs) sitting there when she was taking their initial measurement, she's like, okay, I want you to take your left foot. I want you to tilt it inward. And I'm like, trying my damnedest. I can't, I can't. My foot bone is seized and I can't even tilt it. And it's like, she, I kept pulling my knee and she's like, no, keep your knee straight. Bend your foot at the ankle. But I can't. So my foot from 40 years of, living like this without anybody fixing it totally damaged the bone and everything to the point that I can't even move it to the side to side to side and stuff because then I'd do the she's like okay I'd do it with the right foot the right foot no problem <laughs> totally fold it over but this one just is seized so so I was all excited. I decided to do the inserts this year. I saved up money because I knew it was going to cost me over 500 bucks, and insurance doesn't cover it. So I, I said I'm going to get it done this year or last year, and I did. And now I'm kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I had this severe constant pain. Like I had a broken foot all the time. Previously to it, but now it's like, yeah, it's not as painful when I have the shoes on, but it's got a different area of pain because it's reverting to the other side of the foot now. It's straightening it out. And then you can't wear the shoes 24 7, so as soon as I take them off, my foot goes back to the normal position. And. Your pain just sets in, and sometimes days, nights, I can't even put pressure on it. 
It's like even using the cane doesn't help. I'm gonna have to use a walker half the time. And it's just it's just frustrating. It's like all excited to get this done, thinking mentally that it's gonna help me out some and yeah. Didn't do much of shit. <clears throat> I don't use a cane as much when I'm out and about. But I should. I'm still on steady and all that stuff. And my limbs can give out whenever. But I just thought I'd work it for a couple of weeks and try and get as much use out of it. Because I have two months to get any adjustments done and all that stuff. So I'm trying to get a good variety of different distances, walking around different types of environments and stuff like that. But yeah, it doesn't help that it's snowed now and don't really want to go out to the Calamarine to the woods and stuff around the shit because play a little bit of slippage and my knees buckle and I'm leaning out in the middle of the field flopping around. <laughs> uh, laying in the middle of a parking lot or something. It's just. So yeah, that frustrated the shit out of me because that's a large expense out of my pocket and ends up that's for something that I'm kind of thinking I would have done my teeth instead first. Done the shoe later in the spring so I could get out and about and do more work with it. But we'll see. I had no choice now. I jumped into the thing, so I'm stuck with them. So I got to make the best of them. All right. Uh, other than that, let's give you, since we're still at the new year, beginning of the year, and everybody's doing their healthy thing and stuff, let's throw out some healthy late night stacks for everybody. We can munch on. Heart cherries are good for you. Them and their juice make an idea of late night snacks since since they may help you sleep better. Uh, eight ounces of 100% tart cher- cherry juice or one third cup of dried tart cherries has around 140 calories. That's why I I was doing tart cherries juice for a while, but then I noticed it had high sugar contact content. Hard to find. I was finding it at like Walmarts and stuff, but as yeah, the tryout, I I enjoyed it when I had it. Banana with almond butter is good for you. Snacking on a banana dipped in almond butter may help increase your body's melatonin levels to support a good night's sleep. Uh, Ewe's are great for you. They're a light, satisfying snack that's rich in vitamin C. Uh, and they're also a good source of serotonin, which promotes relaxation and helps curb your appetite. Pistachios, which you can get if you go to like uh, Costco's and stuff, they have big bags of shelled pistachios. Way easier because <laughs> those shells can be a pain in the ass sometimes, but a handful of them pack as much sleep promoting melatonin as dietary as a dietary supplement. At only 180 cal or 160 calories, 
protein smoothie, a milk-based smoothie. Supplies protein for muscle repair and tryptophan, which is used to make sleep-promoting brain chemicals. Uh, OG berries. They're an antioxidant-rich snack, which may aid in good sleep. Crackers and cheese, which I'm surprised to see on this list, but I guess it's what type of crackers you buy. Combo of protein from cheese and carbs from crackers supports steady blood sugar levels and the production of sleep-supportive brain chemicals. It's like, if this was a healthy snack, why would I have problems? My whole teenage and young adult years, it's like when I'd get drunk, I'd come home and have cheese and crackers. <laughs> I didn't lose weight, right? <laughs> Hot cereal, uh, cooked whole grain. Can be combined with milk or other toppings for a healthy late night snack. Melatonin and is in the grains like oats and barley. Trail mix. Some trail mix ingredients such as walnuts or dried cranberries contain sleep promoting melatonin. Uh, yogurt is a good source of protein which helps curb your hunger. It's also rich in calcium which has been linked to better sleep. Whole grain wrap. I don't know why you'd want to wrap late at night, though. A small whole grain tortilla is a blank slate for a healthy late night snack at only 94 calories. Just add toppings or fillings such as hummus, chicken, breast, vegetables, stuff like that. Pumpkin seeds. Are rich in magnesium and tryptophan to help you support sleep. So try those snacks out if you got the munchies. Otherwise, we will talk to you soon. Have a good day.